Welcome to River Life. This is a second in a series on the subject of being a disciple of Jesus. Uh, I recommend that you would go back and read the or listen to the first episode of being a disciple of Jesus. But basically, um, Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. Luke chapter 19, verse 10. And when he went out and began his ministry, he began to call people to himself and said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And so, in other words, simply a disciple is someone who learns and follows Jesus, personally knowing him, and is born again of the Spirit of God, and who is growing in their faith and walk with God. And they are going out and they are also making disciples of others and bringing them into the kingdom of God. Yes, that is what being a disciple does. We are to know Jesus Christ personally and then make him known and make others also disciples of Jesus Christ. This is our purpose for being here because we both realize that um, you and I who are listening to this, that we only have a certain number of years on this earth and then we're going to be gone. So I remember years ago hearing this statement, "'Tis only one life and twill soon be past. Only what's done for Christ will last." And so if you think about that, I want you to consider that how temporal life really is. And so Jesus came and he was on a mission and he fulfilled his mission and he did it in only three years. And so uh, we have been here much longer and maybe we're new in the faith. Maybe we're longer in our walk with God. But the point is, is that God wants us as long as we're here to know him and to make him known and to make disciples. And so the only way that we can do that is to really look at the scriptures and to see what Jesus did, how he did it, and then to look at the church in the book of Acts and see how the early believers in Christ, the early disciples, how they did it as well. This is our pattern, and this is what we are to do, what we can do, and we should do through the power of the Holy Spirit. So today I want to go back again to that first scripture we looked at uh, in our previous episode. So let's go back to Matthew chapter 4, and we're going to start in verse 18. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Notice again that Jesus says, follow me and I will make you. We cannot make ourselves fishers of men. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. In other words, if you're going to try to be a disciple of Jesus and do the works of Jesus without Jesus, it's not going to happen. And you may seem to have some outward success uh, people gathering to you, listening to you, and you may even start a big church. But the key point is we are here to help people to know Jesus and to follow Jesus and allow Jesus by the Holy Spirit and his word to change us, to make us true disciples uh, through him. And so this scripture is very important for us to realize. Jesus calls us just like he did. He called out to Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, 
As they were outside at the lake, at the Sea of Galilee, they were throwing a net into the sea. They were getting ready to catch fish. And so this is the same thing. Jesus comes to us. He comes to you right now, and he wants to open our eyes. He wants us to understand and hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. And Jesus said unto them, follow me. Follow me. Many people today, they say, Lord, I want to follow you, but first let me do this. I have to uh, uh, retire from my job. I need to finish my school education. Um, I need to take care of my family in this situation. I don't have enough money or finances right now that I can really be free to go and follow you. There's so many things that want and uh, that distract us, really. But Jesus already knows all these things. The Bible says Jesus is the good shepherd, and he's the one who will supply all of our need according to his riches and glory. If we truly fall in love with Jesus, be born again of the Spirit, filled with the Spirit of God, know his word, and follow him, he's going to make us into disciples of Christ, true disciples of Christ. He's going to provide for us as he leads us and guides us by his word and by his Spirit each day. God will take care of all of your needs. You do not have to worry about that. The Bible is clear on that. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So let's go on again to verse 19. And he saith unto them, follow me. Are you following Jesus today? Or are you following Jesus just with your lips, but your heart is far from him? because you are interested in following after a career. You're following after some investment. You're following in getting some uh, great education. There's nothing wrong with education. There's nothing wrong with career. There's nothing wrong in itself of these other things. But if they become first in your life, and that is that thing that you are following, you're not following Jesus first, and therefore you cannot be his disciple. You cannot be his disciple and follow him and follow something else. Just like getting married, you marry a person and your husband or your wife, they do not want you to have more than one wife or more than one husband. And so they want you to be faithful to them and, and be together. So Jesus desires the same thing from us. Follow me. And to follow him is to be like an apprentice. So you're going to spend time with him every day. You know, the disciples were walking with Jesus every day for the, uh, the length of his ministry of three years. Can you imagine? I mean, eating together, talking together, sleeping together, watching Jesus teach, watching him preach, watching him do miracles and signs and wonders and all these things. And then eventually seeing him being nailed to a cross, crucified, an innocent man, bearing the sins of the world and dying for us. And then... He was buried, and they all thought all hope was gone. The one that we thought was the true Messiah is now gone. But no, on the third day, he rose again alive, just as he said, and he came and he met with them. He showed himself alive. In fact, he ate food. They touched him, and you can see that recorded in the Gospels, and you can uh, also see that in some of the letters where people had written about Jesus. The Apostle John, for example, in his first letter in chapter 1. So 
what I'm talking about today, what we're looking at is what it is to be a real and a true disciple of Jesus. It's an amazing life if you follow Jesus. It's not amazing if you follow religion. It's not a wonder and it's not an amazing thing if all you do is you go through a ritual each Sunday and you go and you hear God's word, you sing a few songs, you pray a prayer, go home, and that's basically it. That is not living the life. That's not the abundant life. The abundant life is knowing Jesus personally and following him. And he is making you into a fisher of men. So the Bible says here in verse 20 that they immediately left their nets and they followed him. So that's what is required. Somehow, by the Spirit of God, he gets a hold of your heart. When you hear the call of Jesus, when you hear that Jesus calls you and he comes to save you and clean you up, forgive your sin and give you a new kind of life and fill you with power and hope and life and peace and joy, you are wanting to follow him. I've always said that when you uh, know Jesus personally, you will love him. And when you love him, you will serve him. And so they immediately, straightway, left their nets and they followed him. And so I want to go on to the next verse uh, in verse 21. It says, And going on from there, he saw other two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, and they were in a ship with their father Zebedee. They were mending their nets. And he called to them. Here's that same same action. He called them. And they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. Jesus became number one. Hallelujah. And so they followed him. And here are his first disciples. We have four men called by name, Simon, Peter, Andrew, James, and John. And in verse 23, it says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, and these disciples were following him, watching him, listening to him, and seeing everything that he was doing, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. This is part of being a disciple. We, too, we teach wherever we go. We preach the gospel of the kingdom, and we heal people who have sicknesses and diseases through the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name, just as Jesus did. Now, why is that possible? Again, let's go back for a minute and go to Luke, Luke's Gospel, chapter 4 and verse 18. I, I uh, mentioned that in my previous podcast, but I want you to go back and look at this because this is really a blessing. One of my favorite scriptures, actually. And uh, so we go back here and we look and it says in chapter 4 of 18 of the Gospel of Luke, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. See, this is the reason. Because he has anointed me to do what? To preach the gospel to who? To the poor. He has sent me to what? Heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised or oppressed. So we have all kinds of people today in these conditions, spiritually, physically, mentally, in every kind of way. Jesus comes with the Spirit of the Lord upon him, 
because he was sent and chosen by God, anointed by God, to come and proclaim the gospel of the kingdom, to come and proclaim the good news. And so here we see Jesus and the actions that follow the preaching of the word, the healing, the setting at liberty, uh, them that are bruised, to open the eyes of the blind, to heal the brokenhearted, to deliver people. And then in verse 19 of Luke 4, it says, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That means this is the time that God is accepting people. Today, this message is still true. God reaches out to you, and God loves you, and God cares for you. He wants you to be free. He wants to set you free in every way in your life. So when Jesus shared this word from the book of Isaiah in a synagogue, the Bible says in verse 20, he closed the book and he gave it back to the minister, the attendant, and he sat down and the eyes of everyone that were there in the synagogue were fastened on him. They were, their eyes were glued to him. They wanted to know what he was about to say. And then he opened his, his mouth and he began to say to them, this day, today, this scripture that I just read to you is fulfilled in your ears. Wow. And so everyone there bore witness of that. They heard him, what he said, and they wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And so then they said, isn't this the Joseph's son? So they were all amazed at what Jesus was saying and doing there. So Jesus, this is how he began. He began his ministry in the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is how we are to do the same thing. First, Jesus calls us. We hear the gospel. We repent. We believe in him. We receive him as Lord and Savior. The Bible says we are to be baptized in water and baptized in the Holy Spirit. With the evidence of speaking in other tongues, we shall receive power to be witnesses by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus went about doing good and healing all who are oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And the same is true today, because God is still with Jesus, because God is Jesus, and Jesus is God. He's the Son of God, and God Almighty is now dwelling in his people through the Holy Spirit, the body of Christ. So Jesus is still here on earth and still doing the same things. We can't disconnect the head from the body. There would be no life. So we need to be connected to Jesus in personal relationship with him, filled with the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, and go out and when we obey the gospel and we go out and make disciples, God will confirm his word with signs that follow. We go out in boldness and in love, and we set the captives free just like Jesus did. So in uh, Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, he said to them, follow me. And that is the key word here. This is really what it comes down. Will I follow Jesus or will I not follow Jesus? And I'm reminded this is a call that Jesus has made to everyone. And really the choice is yours. The choice is mine. We have a choice to believe and receive Christ, to repent of our way and turn to God in faith and put our trust in Jesus Christ, or we have to um, go our own different way. And so we need to 
understand this simple truth. There's a story in the Bible where Jesus met with a young, rich man, and he wanted to know how he could um, receive or in, inherit eternal life. And so Jesus told him, um, because the man said to him, good teacher, he called him good teacher. And he said, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said, why callest thou me good? Why do you call me good? There is none good but one, that is God. So Jesus was referencing that he is God. He didn't say I'm not good. He said there is there, no one is good but one, there is God. So he did not uh, um, say no to that statement. Then he goes on to say, you know what the commandments are. Do not commit adultery, don't, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And then this young rich ruler, you know what he said? He, he answered and said to Jesus, Master, all these I have observed from my youth. And so then Jesus looked at him. He loved him, and he said, one thing you lack. You see, Jesus looks at you and me. He doesn't condemn us. He loves us, but he knows there's one thing that we lack. In this case, this man, he said to him, go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. There's that word again, follow me. Take up the cross means you deny yourself. And you no longer live for you. You're living for the Lord. And he said, and, and this man that was rich and young, he was sad when he heard that. And he went away grieved, for he had great possessions. So Jesus looked around about and he said to his disciples, how hard it is for them that have riches to enter into the kingdom of of God. And so the disciples, they were astonished at his words, but Jesus said uh, to them, and he says to us also, children, how hard it is for them that trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And so these disciples that were following Jesus were very amazed. And so they said with, um, among themselves, well, who can be saved? And Jesus, looking upon them, said, with men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. In other words, it is God himself who can save us. It is only God who can redeem us. It is only God that can give us eternal life. And so this is why we must become disciples. It means we leave everything and we follow Jesus only. But in leaving everything, it doesn't mean that we stop loving our family. It doesn't mean we stop our jobs per se. But in our jobs and with our family, Jesus is first because we're following him. We are his body. We are filled with his spirit. So wherever we are, we are to do what Jesus does and what he is saying. And that can be a blessing to our families, to our co-workers, on our jobs, doing everything with excellence. When we see that we're connected to Christ through the Holy Spirit, 
we can do the works of Jesus. We can pray for the sick and see them healed. We can see people delivered from demons and all kinds of oppression in Jesus' name. We can stand up and be strong and confident, filled with love and joy and peace that the world does not have, but they are longing for that, but they're looking for it in all the wrong places. So I want to finish uh, this by just saying again today that God has a calling on every human being's life to come to God, to come to Christ first, to be saved, to be born again of his spirit, to be transformed and to be taken out of darkness into light and to have their names uh, written in the Lamb's book of life, who is Jesus, to be born of his spirit and to be indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God to begin a new life with a new heart, with a new hope, with a new purpose. And then from that point, we begin to follow Jesus. We follow him by reading his word, praying and talking with him, gathering together with other believers and going out and beginning to make disciples because he will show us how to do it. He will show us how to do it. I hope this has blessed you again and that this will encourage your life. God's word is always life-giving, and he will never leave us nor forsake us. God bless you, and I look forward to our next time together.